Friday. What's going on, Buckeye Show fans? Felt like a little Carl Lewis to start the party tonight. This will be a little quick podcast, podcast exclusive here. Got a comment. Somebody was looking for a certain sports center update. And yeah, it's it's interesting. We try to give you just the goods when we upload our podcasts into our system. Somebody was talking about the tool of the week, which is a very popular common man and T-bone segment. And I will sometimes fill in for Paul Keels when he's out doing the afternoon updates before I jump on and do the Buckeye show. And sometimes we like to have a lot of fun with those sports center updates. For a little inside radio right here, my quick philosophy on those, it's kind of an old-time radio thing. It's a throwback, in my opinion. When I started doing radio coming out of college, God, 17 years ago now, that's sort of the first thing that you cut your teeth at. If you're going to do this, you've got to prove that you can be good doing those updates. Back then, they were still, I don't know if mandatory is the right word, but they were more meaningful because... There weren't as many people going to their phones and checking things constantly on apps. The internet was there, but if you were on the move and you were out and about, it was nice to catch some scores or some headlines that you may not have heard. I still think to this day, you can catch something that you haven't looked up yet. I like to believe that sometimes you're not 100% attached to your phone. You might go 30 minutes to an hour without looking at it. Then you hear something from us and, uh, you know, you... You get you catch a piece of news. You know, maybe you hadn't seen the Lamar Jackson news break yet. You caught it in a sports center update. But, you know, I, I like to look at those as an extension of a talk show, and you can have fun with it. You don't have to be super serious. You don't have to kind of do the Walter Cronkite of sports center update things, which is why whenever you hear those guys screw with me, I take it in stride. And I just I, I allow it to happen. I, I play the game. And if anyone out there listening wants to get into this format, I would recommend doing the same. Whatever kind of staff you find yourself surrounded with, play the games and keep it light and keep it fun. Because I think along with being informative, we're also here to entertain you, to help you have a better day, to help you have a nice laugh on your way home. So if it's going to be fart sounds bombarding a sports center update, I will pretend like the gas is coming from my own buttocks. I don't care. I will do it. And somebody was asking for it. So here I'll even play like the little, uh, the little uh, kickback to their show. Cause sometimes there's going to be comments about what happened in that top of the hour update. We've had other ones before. And uh, I, I, I think I will, I think I've done it in the past, but you might not, you might struggle to find it. I have several gems of SportsCenter updates throughout my 10 years working here. There's been some famous ones where I've been completely out of breath. There was a day where I honestly didn't know I was the update anchor until 2.59, and it was pork chop back then. He opened the door and said, hey, are you coming down for the update? And I'm like, Jesus, I, did, I didn't know. I'm not on the schedule right now. Like, Couldn't you say something at 2.45, and then I'd write something to be ready. So I went down and ad-libbed one. That was a train wreck. The other one was the out-of-breath update because I couldn't get a sheet out of the printer, and I, I literally sprinted down at 3 o'clock when the bed started running was when I could uh, actually get my sheet so I could actually read the update so I didn't have to ad-lib it. It's been lots of good ones, but this one is the uh, the fart update from yesterday, from Thursday, April 27th, the night of the first round draft. Here it was. 
The Fan Sports Center. And I'm Timmy Hall. I want my picks back, and I want David G.D. Putney because I feel like it. No, I didn't watch draft day this morning. Mel Kuyper Jr. has his final mock signed, sealed, and delivered. He does have Bryce Young going one overall. Will Anderson Jr. to the Texans second, pardon me. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud going third in a trade with the Titans. Sorry about that. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor also likes the tight ends in this class. Notre Dame's Michael Mayer is there. Utah's Dalton Kincaid. I think it's a good class. You know, it, it, again, it depends. They've all got different traits. They've all got different sizes. Um, depends on what you're looking for. And uh, but, I, but I think top to bottom, it's a it's a good class of tight ends. Oh, golly. Uh, Mel's also got Paris Johnson Jr. going ninth to Dub Bears. He has JSN sliding to the Ravens at 22. God, gee. I'm really sorry about that. It happens, though. Breaking sports news on the fan. Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes, back to Man and Bone. Jesus. Timmy, excuse God, you. What'd Timmy. you have for dinner or lunch there, man? Oh, my God. Goodness. I got to say, the timing of the uh, fart noise with the quote that was played, the little sound you had, the sound clip, that, that was just chef's kiss. However that worked out, that was epic. like a weed whacker it really does sound like that or a go-kart maybe something (laughs) yes those are good those are good if you want a little bit more of a scoop of where those came to be that is basically that fart putty whatever the name is for it that silly putty stuff it's designed to make the fart noises it comes in a little cup kids love to have that stuff you could use it as a stocking stuffer for the little guys and bob taylor our production guy actually put one of those right up to one of these studio microphones and did like 35 to 40 different sounds. And there is one in our system that is over 23 seconds long. It's it's insane. It's awesome. It's great. So there you go. There was the fart update. I hope all you guys enjoyed that. Quick takes here as we head to the weekend. We'll be able to do this. I want to tease ahead to the Monday show where DeVere will be in the building and we'll be able to break down CJ Stroud. How about it? Going second overall to the Houston Texans. I do have the, uh, the announcement where CJ broke down emotionally. I I love that. If you saw that clip from when the camera was on him, he got the call. So he knew he was going to be the second round pick, but the announcement hadn't come from from Raj yet and someone in his entourage a family member or a friend he put the finger up as if to give the shushing moment like he's already crying and he just wanted to soak it in and live in the moment and you know I I get it man like this is the one time in my life where you know we don't know what his career is going to be but even if he becomes one of the great quarterbacks of all time you still only get drafted second overall one time so even if you win a Super Bowl championship and you hoist up that Lombardi, yeah, you might say that's a better moment, but it's a different moment. This is a great moment that begins your NFL journey, and he lifted up a finger to shush somebody when Roger was about to make this announcement. With the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. It's just funny and maybe a reminder 
into next year, you know, whenever we're, you know, looking at our guys, our Buckeyes and how they're about to be drafted, especially if it's Kyle McCord or another quarterback down the line and he's fixing to go top five, just stick with what you know, stick with what your eyes tell you and all this BS, all this stuff that just goes around and around and you can't stop it. And then ultimately it felt like Houston was off of the quarterback. It was Will Anderson Jr. Will Anderson Jr. Bama was going one, two. Well, they got Will Anderson Jr., but they wanted to make sure that they took their franchise quarterback first. And then they traded back up at number three to take Will Anderson Jr. I did think it was funny. There was some press conference footage of Jackson, sorry, of CJ joking with Will Anderson Jr. how he hopes the Texans would trade back up and get Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. There's another Bama receiver there that he'll have to develop a rapport with in John Mechie. And he kind of hit like Will Anderson on the, on the shoulders. Like I love, you know, no offense, man. Like you're going to be a great teammate too, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's my dog. That's my guy. Didn't happen. As we know, uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Was the second biggest cat that went and boy, what a riser he was. I thought he would go to the Arizona Cardinals. It didn't happen at number seven because I thought there would be a Raiders trade up to number three because I was trying to look for smoke screens and things that you weren't hearing a whole lot about that would actually happen with all the noise that goes out there and all the predictions. But we talked about on the show how Kyler Murray at the visit when Paris Johnson Jr. was out there, he told everyone like how much he loved Paris and that he wanted that guy. So the Cardinals listened. They went out and got him. And whatever I think of Kyler Murray's future I kind of have Paris Johnson Jr. pegged to be the top, you know, to have the best career. If I was a betting man and I was ranking him one, two, three, I'd probably bet on Paris having the best career. Maybe then Jackson Smith and Jigba and CJ third, just because the unknown that's there and how it's all on you to be that quarterback. I'm not dead set that CJ makes it to that big second contract. I'm about 60% sure that he could be that guy. So there's a little bit of doubt, but the, the thing with the offensive tackle, it's such an individualized position. You go out there and you do your job. You can't be blamed for if the quarterback makes bad reads or maybe holds onto the ball too, too much. You control that side of the line of scrimmage. You control your area. And I just think Paris Johnson Jr., through the work here in three years, has shown such unbelievable footwork, such a willingness to learn and get better, played inside as a guard, and then his natural position as a tackle. He's got that height and that weight and that quickness and such a gifted pass blocker. If he can show you more of that nastiness edge in the run game, he's going to be tremendous. It's a very safe pick in my eye. And to hit on Jackson Smith and Jigba, the third guy, as the Buckeyes are the first program ever to get to 90. You probably saw that stat, but pretty cool. The first program ever to get to 90 first-round draft picks. Sealed off with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Fell a little bit more than some people thought, but what a spot. I mean, it's funny how Geno Smith is there. Ironic how we watched Will Levis, the last guy that I maybe felt like uh, had that same experience that we all thought would go first round and didn't at all slip to the second round was Geno Smith. Now Will Levis doesn't go in the first round and Jackson Smith and Jigba's going to a, a heavy wide receiver core in Seattle where Geno Smith is the quarterback and having a resurgence in his career. I just think that's uh, to have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf out there. That surely gives you some room to operate. It tells you they want to get him running that slot and doing his bread and butter and what they think he's going to be great at. So I'm excited to see what this looks like for these Buckeyes. So now we get to spend Friday night and into Saturday and see how many more Ohio state Buckeyes go. We of course 
are really looking for another trio here. Next up will be Dewan Jones, big offensive tackle, big Thanos there. Then we're looking at Zach Harrison, who the NFL folks, they love him, man. There was maybe some lack of numbers and productivity here at Ohio State, and I've seen him pegged for one of those special categories of guys that will outproduce his collegiate career in the NFL just because, you know, system, not hitting his stride quick enough, but the immeasurables, actually, no, the measurables, 100% measurables, his height, his wingspan, his speed, his weight. It's just something that NFL scouts salivate over, Zach Harrison. So I think there's a incredible value if he's going to slip into the second round or go in the third. And then Luke Whippler for a center, a guy that did a really, really good job against that Georgia defensive line in the Peach Bowl. So there's some good Ohio State prospects. And then beyond those top six, we'll be looking at some of the other guys to see uh, you know, who gets taken up in the, you know, rounds four, five, six, and seven on Saturday. We will be with you on Monday, normal time at six o'clock. Again, Devere Posey will be with me. Can't wait to break down the NFL draft. I got a nice date night coming up this weekend. That's what's on the docket for me. So I don't know how long that NFL draft is going to go on Saturday, but once six or seven o'clock rolls around, it's anniversary dinner time. Yeah, that's right. Maybe something good's going to happen to me this weekend. Oh, baby. All right. Everybody uh, have a great and safe weekend. Go Bucks. See you guys on Monday's show.